Hello guys, welcome to Collabs. We have one and only Jamma. Yo. And we have Aziz. Yep. And we have Ahmed. What's your profession? I'm a UX designer. Um, to those of you who don't know, you know what you tell people, right? I just tell people what I draw box for a living. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you tell me this, God. right? <laughs> what do you mean box like? Like I literally draw boxes for a living. Right. The IT part, right? So you both are from the IT section, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do you guys do within IT? I'm literally <coughs> drawing boxes right now. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Literally. That's what we do. <laughs> if you, you if only you could box? see his laptop, right? If only you could see his laptop, you would see it's a bunch of boxes. Obviously, it's not exactly just, you know, a square. <laughs> the, the square has to be, you know, perfect, right? It, it can't be out of line. Not all boxes are squares, though. Yeah, <laughs> see, that's a good one right there. Some of them, you know, they're circular. I don't know if you call that Rectangles box. And that. Okay, legit. Like, what do you guys do? What does UX stand for? UX. Is it UX, you guys? It's uh, user, user experience. So, just to kind of give context to everybody, inshallah, if anybody's interested in what we're doing. Um, okay, so we're both user experience designers. User experience is making things easier to use and um, actually getting maximum reward for the customer and also for the business out of the interaction. Um, so if you think about it, um, you know, in terms of this world, we're overloaded with data. We are, we're, we're capable, like, <laughs> we're overloaded with data. I mean, uh, you, you, there's so many touch points that are around you, mm -hmm. like your phone holds thousands of pieces of information about you but how to make it useful for you how to make it um, uh, into into something that would be usable and not to overload you um, we basically use all of those data to create a sort of story uh, of interaction so basically user experience that's what I feel like user experience uh, in uh, uh, description from my side would be I don't know Aziz would probably put it better um, as he always are. <laughs> No, that was actually a really good description. Um, if I was to simplify it to the simplest way, that's even a word. Um, <laughs> the shortest distance, the shortest distance from A to B is what? Straight line. A straight line, right? So a lot of the things, a lot of the products that we have and a lot of the software that we use, they're quite complicated. Um, so to get from A to B in this case would be like, let's say you want to use an app to achieve a certain outcome. Right, yeah. um, most of these interactions they're not a straight line, they go around the block, left, back, do a U turn, forward, back again, and then before you know it, it takes you some time before you get to your you know end goal. Okay. So, a straight line is the uh, simplest way, right, yeah. to get from A to B. Yeah. So, as user experience designers, our job is to simplify that journey, make it as straight as possible, okay. and, and it's not always that it becomes perfectly straight. So that's where it comes in. We draw boxes for a living. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make sure that line is straight. Okay, that makes sense. So basically, it's the kind of stuff that Steve Jobs used to do, right? Actually, that's a really good example. If you look at it, Apple is being on the forefront of user experience. People say, I'd rather use an Apple. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd rather use an Apple over Android or anything like yeah. that because, because of the way it's being used. Uh, you can use it. Um, what is it? Is it like the company with the most amount of reserves in terms of money? Like how much do they have offshore? <laughs> they're, yeah, they're worth over a trillion. Mm. Uh, first trillion company, a first trillion dollar company. 
But I don't know, man. I would like some of that Apple money, if anything. To be honest, when it comes to Apple, I don't think Apple is a tech company. I see more like a luxury brand. Um, a luxury brand that's easy to use. It hasn't got much complexity to it. Compared to Windows? No, just no compared to Android. Um, when it comes to mobile phones. Oh. When it comes to laptops, uh, hands down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apple laptops yeah, are really exactly. good. That's what I was confused. I was like, what? Two yes, windows? yes, yes. Um, had to clarify that one there. But when it comes to phones, well, it depends on the user. And most people, they just want something simple. Even a doctor doesn't want a complicated phone. He just wants to get on with his life. Mm-hmm. So Apple iPhones, they kind of make that journey much more simple to use a phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, if you're someone like uh, Ahmed, who is very tech-savvy, um, an iPhone would restrict him. It would frustrate him. He would be pulling his hair out, whatever's left of it. <laughs> okay, so what, what phone have you got, Ahmed, just for the record? Yeah, what phone do you have? I've got an Android. Oh, <laughs> oh Solu's the right there, man. Solu's the right there. <laughs> in any case, in any case um, really and truly, um, user experience, I think for anybody listening, well, I, it's, uh, it's, it's really difficult to explain what it is mm. until you're there then it becomes really simple uh, being um give an example recently i've been contacted by a Saudi company and uh, they want me to work on a project for them for um it's like a telecoms company in, in Saudi. they reached out to me and said um we've got we had an app we had an old app and we thought it's it's very good to refresh it. So they hired a big agency in London mm-hmm. to refresh their app, make it yeah. more mm-hmm. nice looking and up to date and everything. Yeah. And guess what? Like literally, there was outcries everywhere. It was like forms were being filled with people hating the app, and oh, wow. yeah, it it actually affected their um, their income. So they're they're literally heavily recruiting right now to. Uh, to to solve this problem and actually why do people hate this app right now so mm. the thing about it is it actually um technology it's not like services you know mm. if a service is good you say it's a good service yeah. it's a bad service you straight away know what it is right mm. and um with technology is a bit more a little bit more different it's like it's a single solution for millions of people sometimes and it got to work for everybody yeah. it's really challenging yeah. to to do so anyway user experience is really hard to to explain but it's really simple it's basically make something usable for everybody yeah. so yeah that makes sense um can you talk us through about what you do you know when you come into the office what kind of job do you actually do Hey, hey this is this is the awkward one. Uh-huh. You have to join me in this one, Ahmed. Um, so, so the way it works is like um, a person comes to you with a project or an idea, or it's usually people with a lot of money mm. that have that think, you know, because tech is literally shaping the world now, right? Yeah, definitely. So, so they say, hey, thirty percent of our business right now, or twenty percent of our business right now, is through the internet and through tech and through mobile, or whatever. Yeah. And uh, we see that we're losing out to our market, you know, competitors in the market, yeah. right? So their their proportion of their income is at fifty percent. Mm-hmm. And if you know a little bit about business, you'll you you know that um, tech, the the, the um, delivering a service through the internet is much more uh, profitable than delivering it through a person, right? Because you can scale up uh, solutions through the internet much easier yeah. than. 
Definitely. Uh, so okay, so so they say we want to deliver this through the online solution. Okay, cool. Now the thing about it is, how do you know if you've achieved your target? Now they'll tell you, okay, we want something. Hopefully, in the next three months, can we get something together in the next three months? An idea, a path forward, mm -hmm. some kind of solution, and your job is to deliver in the next three months. So mm -hmm. this is really, really creative in the sense like, how do you find a solution? Sometimes the solution comes to you while you're taking a shower. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes it comes to you at your desk. Sometimes you brainstorm your way through it. Sometimes you ask people on the street. Sometimes you interview thousands of people yeah. like through surveys online or you interview loads of people face to face mm -hmm. through many ways. I mean, we can give real life examples of um, our projects of how, how we've achieved this mm -hmm. and customer satisfaction. Yeah. But there are times, of course, where people aren't really happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, we're they, happy. They tend to fall off, right? You, yeah. can, you can calculate. You can actually just analyze how many people are falling off from, for example, from using your product. Uh, let's say you have 40,000 people who visit your, visits your site and you're left with like 8,000. That's a major concern. You want to know what happened to the rest. What happened to the 32,000 people? Why did they leave? What was the issue? Did they not understand something? Yeah. So it's just about identifying that problem. And so is it like those people that like go into shopping onto the uh, baskets on the internet? For, ins for instance, when you go into Amazon, some people don't, they just leave the baskets. Mm -hmm. They don't actually purchase it. So usually people want to find out, or Amazon, or whoever they are, they want to find out why did that person leave the basket wanting to purchase it yeah that's 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 just optimizing so that's that's definitely uh, the is that similar it's to part that of our job it's part yeah, of our yeah. job but um it's uh, a lot of people in seo do it as well but um just give you a real life example mm -hmm. what's nco term uh, seo uh, search engine um, search engine optimization yeah search engine optimization but um they, they work with analytics and find out why people drop off and stuff like that. We do the research of why they tell us the reason, like what actually happens, the analytics aside. Mm. We were, in my project, uh, first one of the first projects I worked on was um, for Nationwide Bank. And um, we delivered a website, which was really, really beautiful. However, the problem with it was old people couldn't navigate through it. We tried it, we put people in the, you know, we gave them a mouse keyboard, here, go into this website, mm. try to find this package, and a savings account or something like that, some financial product, find it. Mm -hmm. For the life of me, like, they couldn't, they couldn't find it. Yeah. And I remember I was really new in UX back then, and I was like, my days, like, people are dumb. Like, people are absolutely <laughs> stupid. Like, how can you, the big button, it says savings right there, can you not just click it? Like... <laughs> It doesn't really match what they're thinking, mm. and I had to l learn hard lessons there early on. Um, that it's not just about, you know, what you imagine, like what they, what goes on in their head, doesn't mm -hmm. really match what you're presenting them. And it, the the best solution is to to make it as close as to what they're imagining the service to be. So, for example. The people that designed the website, they used a really high-tech modern thing that if you scroll your mouse to the bottom, the whole page flies up mm. and things fly to the side. Yeah. And people over like 60s, they were surprised, like, what is going on here? <laughs> like they, they really get lost. Yeah. So we put this thing on their eyes, like literally yeah. an eye-tracking tool, which yeah, yeah. follows your eyes. Yeah, and that. so it sees where you're looking at the page. Yeah, yeah. And after looking at them, like if you put a person who's like 30 years old and yeah. say, hey, use this, 
they they could handle it. You know, to the I stayed consistent. They to knew. Degree, yeah. yeah, yeah. They 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 just they just yeah, they just kind of knew what to look for, yeah. kind of thing, right? Whereas a sixty-year-old person, when they looked at it, they yeah. got confused. Something flew out the side. They get distracted. <laughs> Their eyes go to the left, then it goes to the bottom. And then you know when you you know when you go through um, when you go through a website and you read a lot of information. There's yeah. a lot of information, terms and conditions. Yeah. They actually sit there, get a cup of tea. And start reading, reading it. literally Are word by word. That's their mental model. So when you they're, want they're it treating it like a newspaper, do I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it, well, newspaper. you have to understand something, right? <laughs> Treating it like a newspaper, do I? Mean? <laughs> I feel like, yeah, well, like you have to understand something, right? <laughs> That's the mental model. When you creating something, right? When you creating something, you have to work with the the person's mental model, the one you're creating for. And like Ahmed said, uh, if the person is sixty years old, you need to know what their mental models are. Yeah. So if you have things flying left, right, center, wherever it's coming from. You need to understand, all right, this may not be compatible with their mental model. 60 years old, right? They will read the newspaper, yeah. right? That is the way their mental, their mind is shaped, the way they understand things, the way they read things. Let's say someone's very tech savvy, yeah. right? They... Like you two guys, drawing boxes. <laughs> drawing boxes. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, you have to do something. Even me and him, we don't like complicated things. One of the early projects I worked on was National Express, and I, I love giving that example because it kind of gives you an understanding of sort of what user experience is because it has no bounds. Um, so National Express came up to us and they said, uh, in Birmingham, and they said, um, we have 97% of the market share of, tr of bus transport. Uh, Coaches and stuff, yeah. Yeah, bus, uh, tra buses. public transport, yeah. Okay. Um, 97% we have um, ownership of the market, we, we own it, we run it. And we're like, uh, so I, was, I remember in that meeting, I was like, um, well, what, you're looking for the next 3%? That is just like crazy, 97%, I've never yeah. seen that. So I was thinking, how can we ever improve upon that? Anyway, yeah. they said, no, no, we're not worried about the 3%. We're not worried about the diamond and metro and the small buses. And yeah. you know, we don't care about that. What we care about is that we're losing market share to different players. Who? Uber and other taxi providers like yeah, mobile yeah. Phone, you know mainly uber sense. really yeah. they said when people go on a night out they don't use the bus to go home they use uber mm -hmm. and what it is is uber is actually super competitive now for those listening um birmingham i think where where we live west midlands birmingham yeah. um the buses are quite expensive i mean um a single ride journey costs two pound what two pound forty to like one way so no two pound yeah, about two pound forty. Two pound fifty. Two pound sixty. Whereas if you go to London, it's like the same journey costs you one pound something. It's, it's more yeah. than that. No, I mean London is literally the cheapest. Yeah, but it depends how you go through zones. Yeah. But in terms of actual travel distance and everything, really, really cheap. Yeah. Um, but the thing about it is, um, wait, Birmingham is more expensive. Than Birmingham is one of the most I expensive areas. Yeah, when in, it comes in terms to bus. Of public transport. Yeah, I did a lot of research in this. 
Like it's quite expensive. This guy from London doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, I really huh? thought, I really thought London would be more expensive. So yeah, it would make sense. It makes sense. Yeah. But no, like when you look at per mile travel, Birmingham is more expensive by far. Like for example, a single journey to get two stops. No, but that will, two stops from here, from where we are, yeah. to, to, to town. It's basically but if you were stops. to take the metro, how much that cost you? Two pound forty. In London, it would cost you pound something, just a little bus stop to get back to the point. Mm -hmm. um, if you're paying two pounds something to get home, two pound forty to get home one way back to, or, or five pounds back and forth, nearly five pounds back and forth. Yeah. Um, uh, what it is, if you actually split a cab ride, Uber share an Uber ride with your friends, mm -hmm. um, it works out cheaper or just about the same price. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you get dropped off to your home, yeah. roughly, exactly. right? Like literally door to your door and you pay. And no one likes public transport. And nobody yeah. likes public transport. True, true. So they said more people are taking Uber at night. And we've like, uh, if you already know, the bus 50, the bus 97 and a few other buses at that yeah. time, yeah. they made it uh, 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. So they said we want more buses, people to jump on the bus. We have more of the late night community, students, workers, whatever, exactly, yeah. to jump on our buses. So help us do this job for us. So. Then what I did is I, uh, I spent a whole week traveling on the bus. It's wow. called ethnographic research. So basically, I literally, no, a whole week, a whole week. A I, whole I, week. Yeah, a whole week traveling on the bus. They gave me a free bus pass. <laughs> I traveled with the train, the tram, bus, you name it, everything. They must have known you. Uh, <laughs> like I had to travel everywhere and I timed it, I learned, yeah. I spoke to people on the bus, at the yeah. bus stops, and I was taking pictures, videos, I was researching. I have a full documentary on this. It was oh, wow. very nice. Um, it was fun. Anyway, I learned a lot about people using the bus. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, one thing that I really learned is it's really hard to get people, like people that use the bus already use the bus. Mm -hmm. You don't have to convince them to use the bus. They already exactly. use the bus. It's yeah. their main form of transport. Exactly. You know? exactly. Yeah. The challenge what we found was actually people that have a car but can use the bus. Like I used to work in town. Mm -hmm. Bus is actually easier for me, but I prefer a car. Mm. Like I'd park somewhere and I'd just walk it up to town, yeah. something like that. But I could actually use the bus where you live. You could, you know, oh, yeah, we, it, yeah it's, walking, it's much easier. So what we did anyway, um, after I did, so then I started researching with Uber, people that use Uber. Mm -hmm. And um, I found out that people have Uber in their phone. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. tell me if you do feel the same. You have Uber installed in your phone, not necessarily to use it every single day, but to have it there if you need it like a Swiss army knife. It's like there just in case you need to mm. do a tool, like a job, mm. like you're stuck outside. That's what we found most of our research. So we pivoted and we developed a new app for National West Midlands, uh, sorry, oh, uh, National Express. Guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, that served to be as a, as a, like a sort of a utility Swiss knife, a Swiss army knife. It's, it's supposed to be in your pocket just in case if you, if you need some support or if you need to mm. use the bus or if you're mm. stuck, this app can save you basically. Um, still haven't implemented all of the features that we asked for to deliver and we showed them, but it shows that user experience involves in understanding everybody who uses your services, okay. understanding who you want to tap into and then making a bridge in between. How would you get into it? Do you need to go through university? Do you need certificates? Yeah. How would you get you into guys, What did you guys study in particular? I'm a qualified um, biological scientist. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, totally off. Wow. 
How about Ahmed? Huh? No, no, that's really interesting because he he studied IT. Uh, no, no, you no. studied biomedical. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ahmed, what did you study? Let's hear it. Yeah, he studied biomedical. biomedical. So you both got biomedical. Uh, he's biomedical and biological. It's okay. very similar. Um, yeah. How the hell did you go from biomedical all the way to IT? Yeah, yeah th- that's just that is a long story. <laughs> I don't know if you have People time for that. Probably, yeah, but I remember, Ahmed, I remember that you started bi- biomedical and then went back to. Did you go back to uni to study IT? Hmm. See, oh my god, now, oh no. <laughs> all right, all right, explain. Okay, explain. People are probably baffled by this. All right, go on. Okay, um, all right, so what I did was, um, I studied biomed, um, Long story short, I, 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 we came to this country, most of us from different European countries, we yeah. came to the UK, and when we came to the UK, um, when I came to the UK, I was kind of confused because the system changed and everything. Yeah. Anyway, came out with GCSEs, went to college, but I didn't actually know I had good GCSEs. Yeah. I thought I didn't have a good enough to go to A-level. Right? Like, yeah. So I walked in there, I was thinking I'm going to have to redo all my qualifications. Anyway, they said, no, you're good. You got, you got enough GCSE. I had seven ATC, uh, ATCs or something like that. I didn't yeah. know how I get that. Yeah. Um, Long short story. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, because most of them were like RE and... <laughs> anyway. Geographic um, system. Yeah. History Geographic has and all that rubbish <laughs> other ones. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't deal with it when they... Oh. Well, I just remember GCSE. You get that. <laughs> anyway. <Sats. laughs> Ridiculous, I'm telling you right now. So um, I walked into college, they said you can do A-levels. I had to choose on the spot right there which A-levels I'm going to do. I I literally guessed. I said said, biology, IT, chemistry, physics. Okay, well. I was thinking, where are you going to be? Doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, yeah, man. I I was thinking, I made it. I'm into college, man. College is like amazing. You know, it's the world... Is my oyster uh, dreams yeah. are endless and imp- yet, everything yet, is yeah. possible. I've been to A levels anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, finished uni- uh, college, like, and then I was thinking, what am I gonna do? Yeah. I'm gonna do something to make my parents happy. Mm. Did biomedical. Mm. I thought it sounds good, and I didn't have good enough grades to go into, not even close actually, For to get into that. like medicine. Yeah. yeah. Like, not even like near. Mm. But the thing is, I was thinking, what can I do next? Biomedical. Hey. You know what? I think that could trick my dad and my mom. You know what yeah, I mean? It yeah. sounds like medicine. <laughs> he's, ha- he's half a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Anyway, um, we did biomedical. Mm. When I graduated, um, I struggled through it. Like, I, it wasn't really... I love biology. I love the interest of, you yeah. know, as a hobby. I love it. But as a passion, when I worked first time in a lab, when I went into a lab environment... I was like, oh my God, it's antisocial. You're sitting mm. there, it's, it feels like we're shed, like a factory. Mm. It didn't feel like for me, because well, like, it's very good if you're analytical. Your mind is very yeah. like, um. functional. You know when something... But me, I'm a, I'm a, I, sl- I love to socialize. I love to understand things from people, and I love to be around people. And so I didn't feel like that's the environment for me. So when I graduated immediately, I, 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 I went into teaching. Okay. I went into teaching, and um, I was graduate. I was. I wanted to become a teacher. Uh, yeah, that lasted about a year and a half, and then. Um, you dropped out of that as well. Yeah, because um, I had an injury. I was in. I couldn't walk for a while, like a few months, and so I had to put everything on pause. 
But I realized also through that time, I didn't want to be, a t- I love teaching, I love working with young people, but I didn't like, I didn't like the aspect of, um, you know, like teaching in a school, it's a proper hierarchy. If you ever worked in a school, you ever seen in school, there's like a teacher and then there's a teacher that's yeah. a bit more senior and he yeah. talks down to that teacher. Yeah. And then there's another senior head of house and then that person, Allah watch out or else he's going to, yeah. you know what I mean? Everybody yeah. was really shook and yeah. they work long hours and it's not about the kids anymore. It's mm. about getting to the next getting the grade. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't like that. I don't like a rat race. I'll tell you that. I'd rather be, um, anyway, so, um, left that became a bit weirded out about society what should i do and um i became a housing officer <laughs> okay three uh-huh. years yeah when i became a housing officer i um that i, b- I became redundant after a couple of years okay and then um, when i became redundant that's when my life took a position where i was stuck Okay. I didn't do biomedical since I graduated. Like so, basically, I'm zero in it. I don't know nothing about it. I, I have no experience in it. Mm-hmm. To go back will take mm-hmm. me years back. Um, to go back into teaching something I didn't really. I mean, I loved it, but I didn't really want to spend years to just yeah. do that again. Yeah. Um, didn't feel ready to do that. Um, I, I felt lost. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I went round, 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 and um, we went. I went online typed in top 10 best degrees without a job, yeah. uh, sorry, without a degree, and I found jobs like project manager, analyst, uh, financial analyst, you know, business analyst, mm-hmm. stuff where you're there problem solving. I'm like, I love that, that's, that's me right there, mm-hmm. let me go for it. Researched user experience, and um, from there, what I did is I went into basically meetups, local meetups, yeah. Yeah. And alhamdulillah, I met people. When I went to the first meetup, I, I asked everybody, how's everybody doing, blah, blah, blah. And one guy was telling me, oh, you know, after talking to him, he tells me he earns 2,000 pounds a day. I was like, excuse me, like, hold on. Like, what do you mean 2,000 pounds a day? Are pe- do people exist out there yeah. that earn 2,000 pounds a day? Like, do you... Are you are you made out of gold? What the hell is this? <laughs> like, what are you, like, how are you earning two? I don't understand that. Like, that's a c- brand new car every month. Yeah. I don't get that. So I was like, okay, I need to be closer to you. Yeah. <laughs> you and me are going to be friends. Yeah, best friends right <laughs> now. I hugged up to him. Oh. Thank <laughs> you. I'm, I was like... This guy's big, greedy, greedy right there, man. This guy's smiling at that. I was upon the dean, yeah, but I was like, I'll buy you beer, my day. I'll get whatever it makes. Anyway, no, I, these people are really cool. So they'll t- they told me, I'll teach you, we'll teach you, we'll introduce you about the craft and everything. Yeah. And they were all earning crazy money. And so anyway, so I got involved with them. Alhamdulillah, they mentored us, like they mentored me and they got me into my first job. And mm. from there, it was up and up and up. And it's, I never looked back, alhamdulillah. Um, it's it's interesting because now I hide my degree from my CV mm. completely. Why? I don't tell people. Dropped out of biomedical, then literally went back onto IT. IT. So I was like, how can you? Anybody can do it. There is no degree. There there is degrees coming out right now. They're coming from America to here. There's courses online. Aziz, can you tell a little bit more about that? If you know? Yeah, um, you use biomedical as well. Like, I don't yeah, know actually, you guys tell you mind baffling. Like, I'm sitting here as an IT person. I'm like, huh? You from biomedical to IT? How the hell? Like, I mean, you do know that some people, like some developers, software developers, um, mm. 
they never went to uni. Some of them are self-taught. Yeah. Have you come across that? I come across yeah, that often. I mean, you can, you can access for the programmers as well. Yeah, the the developers, right? Developers are those who code. The programmers. Yeah, you know, they make programs and you know software stuff like that. Um, these people, majority of them, well, not majority actually, but quite few. It's it's coming up more lately. They're self-taught. Like, but you can learn that through YouTube, don't it? You can learn it through YouTube or you can learn it through books. Or courses online. You don't even need to do an actual course. You just pick up the book. And if you're a person who can dedicate hours mm. to this craft, you can become an engineer. You know, learn how to code and make software. Yeah. Mm. You can literally do that. And you, you don't even need to work in a corporate company. You can work from the comfort of your home. Mm. Sit in a bedroom and just code. You know, have your meetings <laughs> remotely. Uh, yeah, we know a few people like that. We actually know a few people who make a lot of money just working from home. In in their underwear. It's no joke. <laughs> <laughs> some of them were Ma'amis, you know. Some of them were Somalis. <laughs> yeah. That's comfortable living like that, man. It is very comfortable. Yeah. Kind of made you click and think of, oh, that's the, that's the right thing for me. Well... Like like Ahmed, I went through a period of time where I was, well, you can call it confused. Mm. I tried a lot of things. Yeah. I tried getting into project management. I tried uh, quantity surveying, building surveying. surveying. Okay. I tried rental companies. Yeah. I literally tried so many things. I lost count. <laughs> so were you like oh let me just try it and see no i had no idea so i see this guy right and he's telling me he draw boxes for a living <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe he didn't say that but it was, i was that baffled when he told me what he did and i was like what and he explained to me and me i'm the kind of guy who listens i literally listen to everything everyone says i pay attention am i not I may look like I'm not paying attention, but I'm literally listening to everything. I'm giving you the floor. On 22k a, a, a week, was it? No, put, no. Put, put his head yeah. to attention. Like, did he, did he say that to you? 2k a day. <laughs> That's what he said. Did he That's say something said. like that? <laughs> that he, yeah. he said something quite similar. I go to um, school every day for that kind of stuff. Well, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> 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 he, he, said, he said something similar. <laughs> but listen to this, right? <laughs> Ahmed gave me a book, right? He didn't force anything from me. He gave me a book and he said, check this book out. You know, you can do good things, mm. right? And I had friends also who were doing something different. They were doing network engineering and these guys were making good money. Yeah. Uh, some of them were making... Yeah, the thing is, you know when people hey, tell can you... I, can, I, can I ask you something? Ask me. How do you, f how do you feel and... Okay, for anybody listening, inshallah, um, hopefully this isn't too boring, but like, I want to ask Aziz, my friend, and you guys, any question, uh, question like, okay, like say, say everybody around you became an engineer, a doctor, somebody who established something, yeah. accountant, yeah. and they're all making it out there, yeah. and you feel stuck, like, how do you, how do you, did you feel that? Yes, come on, <laughs> you know when everyone tells you, why you not, you know, doing a, a nine-to-five job something respectable or something like why are you not in a career yeah 
Um, I did something related with biology. My dad tells me his back hurts. Come look at it. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Our people are quite clueless. Oh, so how can you take such people serious? <laughs> like if the masses are not happy and everyone's following what everyone else is doing, something's clearly wrong. Yeah, but that's that's like 99% of people are like sheeps anyway, so they'll no, just of course. follow. No, I wouldn't call him sheeps. This is a bit harsh. I would just, I don't know what I would call it, but uh, it's... Look, uh, t- just... What would you call it? Uh, uh, okay, so... If Donkeys. You <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> when I was a kid, I always wanted to be an architect. Yeah. But I heard, it's a, I heard it's a seven-year course or something yeah. like crazy. Like, you know... And I was thinking, I'm not ready to commit seven years, yeah. but I wish I did. Yeah. Maybe I would have found something I really love, yeah. right? Um, the thing about it is is that um, if you follow what you love and what you do, like yeah. if, you fo- if you do what you love, yeah. you're on the right track. Simple as, all right? The, the, I think what Aziz is saying is, is like, if you do something, not because you love it or, you lo- uh, or you, you're interested, genuinely interested mm-hmm. in it, but you do it because... Social pressure. Social pressure. Mm. Or, or it sounds good on paper. Yeah, you're not gonna f- be fulfilled ver- for very long time. That's when yeah. you start hating Mondays. I've got a friend who's a doctor who's leaving his profession right now as a doctor. He's mm. not, he's, he's not feeling it. Yeah, there's a lot of people that I know that doctors they're also not feeling it, feeling the long hours and everything. It's not about the long hours necessarily, but it's just about the whole profession. It's like, did I really love this? Yeah, is this really me? Yeah, uh, maybe there are talents somewhere else. Yeah. I've come across that. A yeah. friend of mine, um, he finished university. Yeah. Qualified doctor, right? Yeah. He went into teaching. He started his own school. He's like, forget this. What's he teaching, though? Well, he's teaching. You should have him on the podcast, actually. Yeah, we should is, bring is, him. Is he local? He's not local. He's from well, London. That is interesting. What I want to teach. He teaches simple things like math, uh, biology, yeah, I think and chemistry. That but he teaches little kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you know but him? Does he like that better? No, I've never heard of this guy. Does he like? Does he like that bad? Though? His name is Mahmoud as well. Mashallah. Yeah, I think I've seen him. Great name. Have you seen him? I think so. Yeah, One tall guy. Does he prefer that? Does he like that? He loves it. Yeah. He left it. So obviously you like are happy now with with your jobs and everything. Yeah, but Come you on. can never be settled. Yeah. You can never be settled. <laughs> Why not? Um, so we kind of similar similar mindset. Um, so uh, so I became in my current profession. I I kind of got promoted and promoted and promoted and became yeah. higher and higher and higher. So right now, um, got a um, couple of job offers where people are just telling you you're going to manage multiple teams over different countries. Yeah, It's beautiful. I mean, it's like, if you talk about career-wise, it's like something I would dream about. Yeah. Oh my God, I would tell people what Definitely. to do. Yeah. Like, so. I wish, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not even a managerial type. I don't like it. Yeah. But the thing about it is what I'm talking about in terms of career progression, I feel like, I love that. Uh, it's a good state, but I don't think this is me eventually. And inshallah, um, have I found what I would something that uh, that I love that I would do for the rest of my life? I'm not sure. I, I think that's just going to be a question forever. For yeah, forever, forever, yeah. Forever, forever. Yeah. yeah, everyone changes anyway. Yeah, you change like, over time. You change over time. It's yeah. just as a human being. But UX evolve. is like quite flexible, isn't it? It's quite flexible because you don't know what project you're going to be working on next. But the thing about it is, will I do this for the rest of my life? Allahu alam. Could you, could you in UX, could you work on a project for like a couple of months, then take the whole year off? Yeah, 100%. Earn enough money and then 100%. just chill. 100%. So that's those guys that were saying that earn £2,000 a day, yeah. £500 a day. Yeah. They, they, all they do is they work 
few months, few six months of the year. Actually, to be honest, those guys that I know, they literally work nonstop. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> there was there was one guy who um, he was earning over a thousand pounds, something around Whoa. twelve twelve hundred a day, right? And he was working for uh, like a big bank, yeah, local bank, one of the biggest in the UK, and. So this company came out with a new policy saying from now on, all contractors, those are people that yeah. get these kind of rates, they're maxed out. We will never pay a contractor more than a thousand pounds a day. That's it. We're not going to do this anymore. He came pissed off. I saw him pissed off. The bastards, they've cut my stuff. Sorry. Yeah, like, <laughs> so they, they cut my wage. My God, <laughs> I'm pissed off. They cut like a couple of hundred sure, quid yeah. to yeah. a thousand pounds. They yeah. ran them off to a thousand pounds a day. He's pissed off. I'm telling you. <laughs> so then he was so angry, he applied for another job. Whoa. They said, yeah, come over. They said, we're ready for you to start, for example, the 10th of January, right? <laughs> the, <laughs> he was ready, he quit his next last job. He goes, I'm ready to start. They didn't even allow a single day to pass because it's a thousand pounds a day, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what he did is they said, oh, I'm sorry, we're not ready to start you yet. Um, we're going to start you over two weeks from now. Whoa. This guy was so angry that he goes, I lost, you know, because I was going to buy my fourth Full house time. or something like that. And you guys, that money, two weeks, guys, it's yeah. my deposit. Like, yeah. these guys are working extremely well. But what I mean is, it's like, it's not about the money. It, this is the same in doctors, engineering, many yeah. fields. Contracting is available in every, every field. Mm. But it's just, um, it's quite heavy in UX at the moment. A lot of jobs in UX are contract mm. heavy. Um, I think we all have ambition to go into it. Right? Yeah. Are we happy with this career? UX is just a fancy term. It's actually problem solving. And as humans, we're made to solve problems. Mm. So as long as problems exist, there will always be a space for us. Uh, it's never going to get boring. Do you know what I mean? And anyone can just pick up these skills and apply them. Okay. So you could be a bus driver. You could be anything and if you see a problem and you have a solution for that problem then there you go so you got a gcc from another country yes and, you, you came to and then i came to uk i was um lived yeah. yeah i lived in london the first few years i actually lived in london for quite some time mm-hmm. so i'm here in this new school in this new environment this new culture i was blown already uh-huh. like wow where's this place the food is halal, everywhere is halal, I don't need to worry about anything. I just walk into the shop, I don't even need to ask him. It's on the door, yeah. it's on the window, it's halal. Because I knew how to read that, I was like, yeah. what? Really? So, I start in college, I do chemistry, biology and physics. Yeah. I somewhat struggled with the language. Mm. Actually, speaking the language was quite simple for me, but understanding the complex writings and the terminologies was mm. quite diff- it was quite difficult so i go through that and then i go to uni and i do biological sciences i pick biological instead of biomedical reason being is i picked certain modules that i liked more than the ones in biomedical yeah. i was quite clueless still though i just picked what i liked i did something called environmental biotechnology which was one of my modules okay. i really like that stuff talks about how you know let's say for example there's oil spillage in the ocean how you can deploy uh, microorganisms that okay. can biodegrade that. It's a bit complex. But um, so I do that and I finish uni and 
and then I'm left stranded. I'm not sure what to do. Mm. I did not like what I did. I liked a few things about it. Actually, one of the modules that I did was a computer-aided engineering. And surprisingly, I got the highest in that one there. For the whole module, I got the highest grade in computer-aided engineering. Okay. And guess what that was? I was designing limbs. Okay. And I was uh, so defining... Like yes. Yeah, Guys, <laughs> no, definitely not straight lines, yeah? <laughs> but I was designing something, right? <laughs> I was designing something. And for some reason, I just did really well in that. But I can't ignore it. Do you think that it clicked later on? It didn't actually click like that. It was more like I was attracted to it. Okay. okay. It's like there's something pulling me towards this and I'm denying it. Mm. But when I got to the point where I had no other option but just to listen to that voice, yeah. then everything just started falling into place. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So what would be your advice to people out there who are pursuing different careers but Try everything. Or, or like, they, for instance, you guys from medical to IT, or people doing IT to biomedical. What would you guys tell them who are confused out there? I would say try everything. For me, it's uh, be comfortable with being adaptable, um, inshallah. So be comfortable with change. Um, uh, be, be in tune with what you like. Um, there's a f saying that I really like, uh, which... Um, states um, um the cave you fear holds the treasure you seek mm -hmm. so the things that you're to get to somewhere better takes a little bit of pain takes a little bit of effort um inshallah we're all on that journey together yeah. and um if you if anybody listening wants to um, ask any personal questions they can reach out to me um, just reach out to collab guys yeah. this message Perfectly, yeah, yeah, through collapse or, 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 or. so, um, yeah, uh, I suggest go out there, figure out what you want to do. I'm sure everybody, most, a lot of people figured out what they already want to do, yeah. but it's just uh, one last thing I wanted to say is that I found personally through this uh, journey that if you combine two skill sets mm -hmm. together that are not really supposed to be matching, mm -hmm. and you combine them together and make them useful or like, or you know useful to other to the market mm -hmm. uh you're gonna get far for example accountancy and chemistry mm -hmm. if you actually like i don't i can't imagine how that would that, be useful together be hey, exactly but imagine in a in a situation somewhere in the world right now mm -hmm. where they need somebody who's an accountant who's also a chemist for example mm -hmm. that would be you would be headhunted yeah. you would be the mm -hmm. most foreknown sorry foreknown expert in that area mm -hmm. you would be like so be not afraid of picking up extra skills that uh, may not relate to your field. So yeah. Okay, before we go, um, what kind of person do you think UX would be suited for? Like what kind of qualities do you need? I think you should be really interested in people. Trying to figure out what problems people are having. UX is just, like I said, a fancy term, right? But if you're really interested in making a difference, you can become a really good UX designer. So just being someone who wants to make a difference, bring value to someone else. Yeah. You don't even have to be the UX designer. You could be someone who is part of that project. Yeah. You could be the product manager. You could be your project manager. You could be the CEO. You could be anything. Yeah. Right? If you have the skills where you're really in a problem solver at heart, if you're a problem solver at heart, you're very likely to you know, find this industry easy. Okay.
Alright guys, thank you very much for being here. <laughs> See you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye guys.